Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to the Kinda Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games blessing at Aoye junior what's up tim nothing much bless nothing but you see carl jacobs got a burrito at chipotle I, I did see that i like i wanted to actually order that burrito earlier but it was like too close to the actual games cast uh uh recording time so i was like shit okay i'm just gonna get mcdonald's instead so that's where i got the smoothie from but i saw that you had a burrito and i was like what the fuck is life did you see that he was at the kids choice awards presenting mm-hmm. with the bella <laughs> twins yeah yeah None of the, nothing makes sense do you think it makes sense, Nitro Rifle Andy Cortez? No, not at all. I did. I did. Uh, I hopped into his Twitch stream and he was like, "Oh, Andy, we gotta talk KCA." I was like, "What the fuck is KCA?" And he was like, "Kids Choice Awards." And I was like, "All right, I'm down to talk Kids Choice Awards whenever." Carl, come to our stream. <laughs> We're ready for you, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of big dogs, we got the big daddy, Greg Miller. Hi. How are you? Hi. Good to see you. I just got to a new shop here in my game, and there's a Fantasia Erotica. So, you know, I'm about getting that ROM. I'm living that ROM life. And Anna, sure. ladies and gentlemen, the cyberpunk yeah, world, y'all know. I just for, the, for the record, Greg has been calling me a pervert all week because I like Nier Automata, but it sounds like he's uh, hanging out and buying And who knows what this ROM is? This is game. part of the game. It's not part of the, hey, look up the skirt thing, get the achievement, you fucking sick fuck. All right? Get that out of here. one achievement, all right? <laughs> Just one. Is Just it one. really? A, is it really an achievement? Yeah. Wow. That's every time you hear something. What do you have to say for yourself, Plus? <laughs> Listen, you played Mulligan <laughs> Solid Five and loved it. Quiet was half naked the entire game. She we, had to breathe through her skin. It made perfect sense for the narrative. <laughs> we take what we can get here. All right. That doesn't discount the incredible story that's in that game. You just have to look oh, up a skirt man. every once in a while. To get Greg, it sounds like pervy excuses, you know. And also, I didn't get the platinum. I don't care about trophies, so I didn't hey, look man, up Maybe skirt. if y'all would have played, you know, a little bit more Peace Walker, you'd have some more ammunition for pervy stuff in Metal Gear games, but you didn't play enough of it, so you don't even know what I'm talking about. I could ruin my own spot, Andy, but I won't. What up, Paz? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well i guess this is the kind of funny games cast we each every week we get together to talk about, about perverts video and games, video games. <laughs> perverts and video games and all of that good stuff of course you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for the kind of funny games cast and we'll be right there for you uh we have a really special one coming up in a couple weeks with reggie fizeme he uh decided to grace us with his presence we did an interview with him it was a lot of fun and i can't wait for all of you to hear it so if you want to do that you know i'd recommend you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny because you'll be able to get it ad free when it comes out just like the rest of these shows you'll be able to watch most of them live as we record it and most importantly you get the exclusive post show where we play a fun game show brought to you by blessing and it is utterly fantastic especially in recent times where we have been playing his twist 
on Family Feud. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Pranksy, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, and Anonymous. We appreciate all of you so very, very much. Uh, if you don't have bucks to toss our way on Patreon, that's totally cool. When you're out there buying stuff on the Epic Game Store, including games like Myth Force that we're going to talk about later, mm-hmm. you should use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, on all of your Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases. Um, and Today, we're brought to you by Credit Karma, but I'll tell you all about that later. We got some fun embargoed stuff to talk about that Greg can finally get let off leash and talk about, including Evil Dead, the game. You got to go down to L.A. You got to hang out with Bruce Campbell. I'm sure you asked him a whole bunch of Marvel questions. I'm sure he answered all of them. Is that correct? No, we made a, a video uh, going after uh, Khalif Adams, if I remember correctly, and making okay, fun of Paris. Good use of your time. Yeah, yeah. We talk about the game, though. We talk about Evil Dead, the game. But I wasn't going to hit him up. The Doctor Strange stuff. You know, and not to mention, if I even bring it up, like you know how it would have gone, right? Hmm. By the way, Bruce, loved you in the Spider-Man uh, Raimi films. Thank you so much. Have you ever reviewed those with your friends? And I'd be like, yes, I have. And like, did your friends act like a bunch of morons and rate them too lowly? Yes, they did. And then he would have been like, what about you? And I'm like, I would have said I fought the good fight, Bruce. But like, I couldn't win over these chucklehead morons who wanted to rank them so low. And he would have said, never talk to me again. Give me your pinky. And I would have done it. And I would have no pinky. And I wouldn't be able to talk to Bruce Campbell anymore. So I had to hide all that. But you can see him and I trash talking on TikTok right now. I thought what you were going to say is, hey, Bruce, I loved you in that new Spider-Man trailer. It's crazy that you're back. Ah, yeah, try to do the old catch him, try to catch him right there. Yeah, no, I don't don't do that game. I've done that. I've had it blow up my face, Andy. I had that. You ever hear that story? One time during up at noon, I asked the developer, hey, uh, it's total softball, where I called, it was at the time, I called the PlayStation 4 the Orbis, because that's what it was known as. And I was like, hey, you know, as doing that thing, what's going on with your game coming to Orbis? And he answered the question and totally broke a million NDAs, and we weren't live, so we had to cut it out, and like, it was a huge brouhaha. Wow. (laughs) Brouhaha. Now he's scared. I'll <laughs> never do it. Terrified. He's terrified. He'll never, he'll never talk again, they said. <laughs> he gave me his pinky after that. Uh, I played Evil Dead the game, Tim. How are you? Good. How was the game? <laughs> so I'm getting back on track. Tim's reaction. I didn't expect to be asked. Blessing point, saw you know? the same thing I saw. Is it good? <laughs> 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 Tell me, I went down to LA a couple weeks ago now. It actually feels like a long time ago to play Evil Dead uh, in a couple different sessions with a bunch of different influencers. Shout out to Danny from G4. We were hanging out there. Shout out to Gerard. We were hanging out there. And shout out to Bruce Campbell, the one and only there, hanging out with me. Uh, like I said, over on the Kind of Funny Games TikTok, there's a, a TikTok Roger made of him and, I, him and John at each other. Uh, but then Barrett has all the footage uh, from me playing a whole bunch of Evil Dead. And so the idea is if you've missed it somehow, and I, I say somehow, maybe you missed the Game Informer cover or it just isn't your jam. Evil Dead the game is coming up May 13th. It's coming from Saber Interactive, and it is another 4v1, uh, four survivors versus one basically demon master, dungeon master kind of thing, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer. So if you've been following along uh, long enough, you know that that starts to sound like my jam, whether we're talking about Friday the 13th, which I, of course, was completely obsessed with, even though it was broken in many places. And then, of course, later on, Predator Hunting Grounds, and then even be excited for uh, Ghostbusters coming up, which I'm in, but obviously a Ghostbusters fan. Of course, I'm talking about Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed, not Ghostbusters, VR, different conversation to have. I'm also excited for that, but I'm not in that one yet. I'm in we'll that see one. see what happens. Fuck, God damn it. Can you imagine? Just like you somebody just, who just is not really a fan. <laughs> like, you're just, just there to do the job, hang out, be I a watched, ghost. I watched the movie for interview. It was pretty cool. They asked me <laughs> to be in it. <laughs> and so 
Evil of the Game uh, is all of those things here, and it's coming to everything. Uh, May 13th, it's on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch, and PC. I think you asked at the top before we got off sidetrack, and I did it when I throw it to you, and, and, and we all laughed at you. Uh, did I like it? I want to put up front, yes, I liked this game. I had a lot of fun with this game. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation as we go, and I start to talk a bit about my fears for this game overall. But at the top of it, as you watch it right now, and this is my gameplay footage, I had a great time with Evil Dead the game. Uh, again, it was four, It was th- me and three other hum- humans, I don't know why I say it like that, three other influencers versus uh, uh, Bruce Campbell's son, who was actually playing Anthony. He was playing as the demon dungeon master. And so the one downside to my report on this is that I only got to play as a survivor. I never played as a demon. So I only know this side of the asymmetrical multiplayer, not the other. Luckily, of course, there's a million previews going live today. Uh, on top of that, uh, Game Informer has a cover story, and they have a whole bunch of footage up of being the demon and being the dungeon master. But I'll give you the nutshell of that. If you're the guy who's running it, the demon master, you can go, you, you know, basically free wheel, free camera all over the map, try to find the survivors. And then, you know, use your points and abilities to spawn enemies there to have deadites come at them. I can go into a little bit more of that, but I didn't play it. But from the survivor thing, what I found fascinating and fun about it, right. Is I'm going to compare it a lot to Friday the 13th. Cause you know, I'm such a fan of Friday the 13th. I liked this in a lot of different ways because it ran better. It looked better and it empowered you. Friday the 13th, always you're on the run from Jason. And again, that makes sense, I think, for the IP. And I think it's worth pointing out at the top of this, I am not an Evil Dead fan. And the way I love Friday the 13th and the way I love a number of different horror movies, Evil Dead was never my full jam. I liked Army of Darkness. I like Bruce Campbell and everything I've ever seen. But I, I'm not the encyclopedic knowledge of what that was going on and what Evil Dead was and what Raimi did with it. So... I can't speak to it as a fan perspective, but I think that's actually, to some regard, a refreshing take because of so many hardcore Evil Dead fans are going to be talking today about the game. But for me as a Friday the 13th fan, it's running really well. Yes, back to you. What about uh, Predator? Would you consider yourself a Predator fan? Because you seemed, if I remember correctly, you seem to have enjoyed Predator's gameplay even more than Friday the 13th, even though Friday the 13th, I know was your shit. I don't know if Predator was your shit or not. So Predator... Would I consider myself? Would I would never tell you I'm a Predator super fan, but I would have told you like growing up, me and my, you know me and the guys watched Predator all the time. So like I knew Predator one and Predator two out backwards and forward. I don't. I never saw the most recent one from Shane Black and stuff like that. But it's not like a Nick Scarpino situation where he's no. a big fan of those movies. But I think we all kind of just really dug the game. Yeah, and I think that you know Predator, even though it had a, its own problems from uh, Ilphonic, uh, I think it was a more competent game in a lot of ways than Friday the 13th. Like you Predator set its sights on being a first person shooter also mixed up with fighting a predator uh and both of those played really well and didn't have as many game breaking bugs as, you know, Friday did. However, Friday was my favorite of those two games right there because I love the Friday the 13th franchise so much. I think they replicated a horror movie so well and I think they did something really interesting and fun with it despite all its flaws and, you know, the scope of that game that got too big and kind of collapsed under the pressure that was put on it. So, back to Evil Dead, there's a lot of that here, where it is, you know, again, it is a game that is about teamwork, it is about the survivors being together, it is about you completing your objectives, it is about you trying to get out of there alive or revive your people, right? So, that's all there, but like I was saying, it's, since it's not just a Jason chasing you, it is spawning in deadites, it is bringing in bosses, it is bringing different monsters, you are 
offensively capable you are doing these grotesque finishers right like uh, barrett if you have the footage i sent over right at seven minutes and seven seconds i i put in my notes here there's one where my character who is this uh woman from the game right there if you want to dial it back right just gets on top of this dead eye and smashes the head into meat like just destroys it right and there's a million of those and they're contextual based on what weapons you have and all these different things where that is meant to be there. You are meant to kill these things. You are meant to have enemies that come at you and that you actually feel like, I can take these down. Even when you're surrounded, right? It's kind of like zombies at times. And granted, there's different classes and different things that'll happen. And then you're monitoring your own health. You're doing all these different things. It's going on. It feels good. They have an interesting system for fear in there, right? So if you are all together, your fear meter goes up slower. Uh, if you ran off on your own, your fear meter will go up faster. Uh, you can go to fire to completely wipe out your fear meter and like you can start a fire, but it's just like every other, you know, one of these games you'd imagine. Depending on classes or whatever, you start with no matches. You have to find matches to light the fire to do the thing. You start with no weapons. You have to find the weapons to do the thing to go around. You have to communicate and use your map and do all these different things, right? All that I think is pretty standard, what you'd expect and fun. The thing I think that is either going to make this game endearing to a lot of people or a turnoff to a lot of people is that there is so much going on in this game. Like Friday the 13th, right, was, all right, cool. Are we hiding from Jason? Are we, if we're crazy trying to kill Jason or are we getting away on the boat, the car, surviving till morning, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like if you look at the footage here right now, and if you're not an audio listener, I'll take care of you. Don't worry. You see at the top, like the, the two triangles of three filled in, right? You start this game. You have 30 minutes for the first two phases. I think it is, which are, okay, you need to uh, find the three pieces of the map hidden on the world, unify the map. Now that you have the map that tells you where the Kandarian dagger is and the Necronomicon pages are. Okay, you have to go get those things. And when you get there, that's basically a, a horde mode. Stand in the radius, get you know, earn the thing, fight off the waves at you. All right, cool, you've got those. Now you have to use the dagger to go fight the dark ones, which are like three witches over there. Again, I'm, in, I'm way in deep in evil dead knowledge. I don't know. Fight these three witches that you stab there. All right, you stab them. Now you have to destroy the book and close the portal. And it's just like, that is just to win the game and go on, right? Don't even worry about the fear, layering and all this different stuff. When you get your fear to a certain extent, the demon can possess you and turn you on your group, which is cool. But then it's like, that's going on, right? And then when you get out of it, or actually, when you start the game, right, there are 13 different survivor classes. So there's like 13, or I'm sorry, 13 different characters, 13 different survivor characters. Those are spread out across four different class types of leader warrior hunter support and again so now we're getting into if you see where i'm going and andy i think you'll feel me on what i'm sure putting yeah, down yeah. here right is that we're getting into a little bit of what evolve i thought had a problem with where it's like cool here's this fun game about Too fighting monsters yeah but you need do you have a support like we got our like i i did not win one of i, I did four matches we none of us ever won we had and it was two it was two the same group twice with each of them right and granted we're playing against uh, uh bruce campbell's son who I, I think has you know played and practice and knew what he was doing to an extent but still i thought we would we got some I, we, I never saw the final phase we never beat the witches to go to the advanced thing and do the thing so you're doing all this and when we lost the first one the people were like oh really you guys should get a support class in there right you need you guys were doing a lot of hunter and a lot of warrior right which of course every one of these comes with an active skill a passive skill and then this is where it, it, we, you want to again go into the tipping point of this you have four different classes 
13 different characters spread across them. And each one of those 13 characters has their own skill trees and active ability of like, cool, this guy will, you know, be able to, when it recharges, drop shield amulets so you can make shields or whatever. Uh, this person will start with a gun. This person can do a buff that'll make more damage. It's all the stuff you'd expect there. But it starts to get so specialized that like, you know, on match two and three, they're like, oh, do you want to switch characters? Like, well, fuck no. Like, I need to learn. I'm, you know, I, why would I want to start over? I'm finally getting maybe a groove to some extent with this. I need to know what's going on. Andy and, Cortez and, from twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. And Greg, as you are continuing to play it did a part of you not want to move on to a different class because are you permanently getting persistent experience on one of those characters that like well i almost got this ability up to level two yet i don't want to switch off yet like 100%. is that happening as well god dang it's, it, that's it's a lot what you'd expect where you get the skill points on the outside because i'll get back to the skill points that are on the inside in a second you get the skill points in the, off your xp on the other side right that you can then put into your your character's tree so your class your character their tree to you know do more damage or whatever it was and again i didn't get you know four matches wasn't enough to truly explore this but then it was you know then that opens up the next round of them and so on and so forth then if that wasn't enough inside the game they have these uh well, I wrote I wrote I have copious notes on this which should tell you how how much I was like I can't fuck this up there's so much going on there's the pink like uh drinks or whatever pink f drinks I'm not sure again if it's from the movies or whatever right but in there you can find them in game to uh enhance your melee ranged fear stamina shield for that match so it's like on top of what you already have you can find stuff yeah. to then make you more powerful on those categories as you go I didn't feel overwhelmed by it like it makes sense as you're playing and i know i'm just doing the thing i hate doing on these shows where i'm just a faucet of information trying to drop it on you all but it did give me that idea when i was done of like all right that was cool but are we gonna have fun with this long term like would we come back to this like is this gonna be a cool stream for us that we do for the first thing and maybe some you know for we do it on a friday and then we all get in with snowbike mike on a saturday or sunday and screw around a little bit and if the answer is no, like, then we're never going to see the skill trees all the way through. We're never going to get to the really cool stuff at the end. And are, are those original matches always going to feel like this where it's just like, well, we just can't win. We just can't beat the thing here to actually see the end final phase and get to the thing. And then if it is about getting way more powerful and doing going through, like, would it, the game get boring of doing it the same way and over? I don't know. Andy, your hand went up. I, I think it's kind of one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations for mm -hmm. developers in these situations where, like, whenever you have one of these games, after three, four weeks, the immediate cry out is like, where's the content, right? And there are different ways to put resources into different pools of content, whether that's like, Maybe we put a lot of our resources and work into other maps to play on. Uh, but here it's it's clear that like the content they're choosing to go with is, well, there's a lot of different characters to level up. Yeah. And that's where you can get the variety of gameplay. Um, I don't I, I do think that's a bit weird in that, like, again, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yes, you have all these different classes, like similar to when Overwatch started blessing. You had like offense, defense tank and support or whatever um if you choose to not do that and choose to have how many characters 12 13 there's 13 survivor characters. if you choose to have like 13 survivor characters and they all have kind of almost avengers like very similar mm, abilities mm, it's like mm. this starts to feel samey at a point and how can you differentiate this dude's machete against this girl's sword or whatever like 
that's where it starts to kind of get really mixed and muddled. So it seems like they've chosen the approach of we are going to get more playtime from the diehards in leveling up all these different characters and getting every trophy possible, whatever. Even if that if that even is a thing, um, the the map, Greg, it, it the map kind of reminded me of the Friday the Thirteenth map. I just don't sure. know how large it is in terms of like uh, it's big. How long does it take to get across it and stuff? I mean, like every one of these matches that we lost, right, was thirty minutes, thirty plus minutes. Damn, and so like Jesus. you're you're hustling and moving. And remember too, like I think one of the things Barrett showed there was like us like just getting destroyed outside of a garage. And that was one of those like, okay, we couldn't keep people up long enough to keep, you know, the objective going to then move on to what the real thing was at the time we needed to go do. And so like you're hustling across this map. And then on top of it, you're not just running, right? It is. All right. Well, I'm looking for matches because I'm about to panic and that person is going to lose it. So you need to light the thing. We didn't light the thing. Okay. And again, this is also, you know, four different people who aren't strangers by any stretch of the imagination, but we're not like, you know, a close knit group. Like maybe again, if, you, if all four of us played, I think you have a rhythm of moving together and doing the thing, but we're figuring that all out, but you're going. And then, you know, the demon possesses one of you, but then he sends a bunch of deadites to you. So you're stopping and you're fighting and you use up the ammo you were trying to save for a bigger thing. And it's like, there's all these risk reward things happening in it. And that's where it got created. Then, of course, like, you know, there's the 30 minute timer for the first two phases. And once we got that, the timer went away and we we're like, oh, great, cool. Let's take our time. Let's loot these houses. Let's go. Then we noticed that there's like a Fortnite like wall circle thing that closes in. It's like, oh, Jesus, like there's another thing on top of the thing now that's moving to make all this happen. And again, this is us being tossed in the deep end and going to play. And again, I enjoyed what I played. I am excited to get codes for this and do a stream with you all. You know what I mean? And I think another thing that is cool for it is like, it's asymmetrical, which of course means they want you to play it in multiplayer. But there's a bunch the modes, you know, obviously you're play as survivor, play as the demon, but then there's play as the survivor versus AI demon, play solo, do a private match, and then there's missions, which are like stuff pulled from the the thing. So there's a bunch of different things to do. So I feel like we could get in there and not, you know, feel like we're getting destroyed by a demon or whatever right away. Andy. Uh just sorry, I know I'm the one always I love it. Asking Number one games to, journalist right here. Uh yeah, just, yeah, I try to get to the bottom of the stories, you know, try to get the scoops. Um yeah. I was wondering about I know you say you didn't mention or you didn't get to play as the demon or whatever. Yeah. Is that more of just is that gameplay just like RTS type gameplay? You may have already mentioned this, so sorry, but like I know I didn't know but it's spawning I... things, but like are you in real time actually swinging this thing? I am attacking you like Jason would or Predator would. It is real time them shooting around the map and laying the traps and things down. And that this is again based on what I watched from Game Informer today. Game Informer or not even today. Game Informer has the cover story on this, so they have a whole bunch of content up or whatever. But like, yeah, for demons, you're picking th between three classes, and then yeah, you're summoning stuff, you're laying traps. You don't see. You have to go find the people on the map, or if they get in like cars or their mm. fear gets out of control, they can you can kind of see them, and then you can flash, and there'll be a, a jump scare for you as the human that's like I don't know, like dead out on the screen that then lets you know the they know where you are and they've seen you and stuff like that. Remember crawl? Remember when we played crawl for party mode? It was that like oh, yeah. eight bit dungeon crawler dungeon where crawler. one, per oh, one yeah. person was the one setting up traps and like I want enemies to spawn from this thing and from that thing or whatever. That seems pretty That's similar cool. to this. Yeah, one hundred percent. Greg, I'm surprised this isn't by Elphonic because it kind of seems like their thing to make like you were saying, Greg games, but uh, specifically like IP based asymmetrical multiplayer games. Um, specifically, like things focused on that that kind of like horror vibe, which. 
I guess it was just Friday the 13th, but you know, things like Predator, Ghostbusters, upcoming, like, like Dead by Daylight. I think that this for me strikes me more as that than the others. I think more for the thing of the actual, like, the complicated aspects of it. Like, the more Greg went on, the more I was like, man, this reminds me of the first time I played Dead by Daylight, where I have for, like my friend Yami and other friends I have, like, are super hardcore into Dead by Daylight, and I've played it about twice now. And both times I was like, damn, these are a lot of characters. Oh, damn, all these characters have skill trees and shit and leveling and items yeah. and shit to unlock, and it goes on and on and on. And the way you describe it, it sounds like a thing that I don't know if we're going to get into, but could have a long-term, like, diehard fan base. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tim. Uh, Tim continue. Uh, well, no, you kind of got where I, I was going with it. Uh, like, does this feel more like an Elephonic game or like a Dead by Daylight game, or does it feel like something that is kind of its own thing? I mean, I can't speak to Dead by Daylight. It, it never is much. It's the weirdest thing. As much as I love Friday, and that, that never clicked for me. And I think it's because to what Blessing's talking about. You know, the times I jumped on, and I'm talking early when you when we jumped on. It was kind of funny content. Maybe we're at Achievement Hunt or something, but we jumped in, and it was before they had all the licensed people. So it was just monsters, and I was like, oh, this ain't really. I'm really feeling this, but it did seem like there was more complicated mechanics on top of it that would be like this and so like, also yeah also as the bad guy you are in real time controlling and slashing as opposed to like laying it out and having going out to AI like sort of battlefield go. view yeah, yeah. Uh, barrett i sent you on slack the uh, demon gameplay from game informer if you want to pop that up just so you can see uh, people shoot around and like lay these portals and stuff like that that again i can't speak to you're calling me the normal games though so this guy right here greg miller getting all the footage for for us <laughs> just right you from other sites yeah it's great <laughs> right on it number one video game blogger uh, yeah so i can't speak to it like i don't think it's i again i don't think friday the 13th was that far from a dead by daylight i think there's more going on at dead by daylight don't get me wrong but i think mechanically what you're playing because even right now is we're watching you know the demon shoot around here the demon master or whatever like that reminds me so much of when you use Jason's ability to fast travel around uh, the map in Friday the 13th so you get closer to your uh, guys you're fighting and do whatever for it. And so, like, you bring up the thing, uh, uh, Bless, of, like, we might not get into it, but there could be an audience that gets into it. That's what I'm interested in, of, like, <laughs> is the Dead by Daylight audience, like, stoked to get out there and play another game like that and invest all that time in it? Or is it, like... You need the Evil Dead audience to get in here. And then is the Evil Dead audience going to be so into Evil Dead in the world that they want to go? And all these characters are from the movies, apparently. They got the same actors to come back and do stuff with them. Like, is that a real draw to them? Or does it get, you know, again, too dense for what they want to do with it? Because, like, Friday worked for me so well because it was, you know, granted, you know, the counselors had different abilities here and there. And the Jasons had different abilities here and there. But for the most part, it was jump in, try to find the fucking car battery and get the hell out of there, right? Whereas like this one does seem again, like I only I only played two characters. I played one match is one thing, and then they're like, you need support. And I'm like, I will run support the next three matches, and I ran it that way. I so think it might not be that way. I think the Dead by Daylight audience is set. I, yeah, right. I feel like that's also just a, a game that's kind of a miracle, in my opinion, that like it's so strong and it has such a dedicated fan base that, and and the concurrent player base on Steam is always higher than I would have ever imagined. And, yeah. and, and I think, it constantly gets updated too. Like they the added more exactly. villains. Exactly. Yeah. I like think, you look through and it's like there's Ghostface, there's the Demogorgon from uh, Stranger Things, like Pyramid Head is in there, and the list goes on. Yeah. Like if the if Dead by Daylight were at a state where you know the player base wasn't happy with it, in the similar way that whenever Call of Duty Warzone or or one of these Call of Duty games is ever struggling, you wonder what's the thing that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna like pounce in on this opportunity. And I just don't ever I haven't really 
heard of any moments where the Dead by Daylight community is like, this fucking dead game, they're not updating yeah, it at yeah. all. Like, it is constantly getting new things. So, like, I feel like this is maybe for in just like when Battlefield comes out and the Call of Duty players go, oh, let me go try out this new shooter, play it for a week or two, back to Call of Duty. I feel like this might be that for for. <laughs> And that's the thing is, I, you know, again, I don't wanna, I'm speaking out of turn since I don't know much about it. I just don't know how big the Evil Dead audience is these days right. in terms of like they're they're going to be there and they're gamers and they're going to show up and they're going to station. Now, all that said, like I'm talking about, like I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to playing it with you guys. Like I legitimately and there's a ton of content here. It's worth pointing out, too. It's a forty dollar game. Right. So, I mean, like there's a lot of content. There's a lot of stuff to do in here. There's a lot of things for you and your friends to go uh, get into. But I don't know if like the audience is going to be so diehard for it that they're going to stick around and do it. I, I think the idea of something like new and fresh could get people in the way that Andy's talking about, like, oh man, Battlefield's out. Let me take a break from Call of Duty and play some Battlefield. I think depending on how much of it feels different from Dead by Daylight, that could bring people in, maybe not permanently, but enough to where if they're able to get enough of an audience to sustain and maybe even compete with Dead by Daylight. Because like the thing I hear whenever I talk to any of my friends that are into Dead by Daylight, it's usually like, oh yeah, I've played this for hundreds of hours. Like it's either you've played no Day Dead by Daylight or you played a little bit or you've played, you've dedicated your life to it. <laughs> and it is shocking how much people like really genuinely love Dead by Daylight and continue to go back to it. But also I think that could lend to, all right, I put in hundreds of hours. I've played this game forever. I'm being my friends want to continue this but also like is there something like this that is fresh and i don't think like i don't think there's been a good uh competitor to dead by daylight that has come up and like has tried to go all the way and doing the same things like you've had uh, friday the 13th and you've had predator but i think in, ter in terms of scale those don't necessarily scale scale up whereas evil dead sounds like it's trying to at least systems wise do a lot of like hey yeah skill trees level up like I'm, i don't you didn't mention battle pass and i don't think they mentioned a battle pass or anything like that but no like, yeah, nothing like that no. wouldn't be surprised if like later on they were like okay cool now here's long term if you subscribe to this you'll get more rewards or whatever right like i think if you start to build those you can then start to see if like a competitor to dead by daylight could work but at the same time yeah like dead by daylight is dead by daylight and it's hard to imagine that like it's not already like cemented as now this is the place you go if you want this to that genre yeah <laughs> yeah and again i think dead by daylight is so diverse it has so many different ips and things in there that for evil dead to be evil dead great cool but like is it's, evil dead big I, I don't know is evil dead it's a the big fortnite for horror dead? fans you know yeah exactly right yeah. and so like again Evil Dead, from what I played, those four matches, I want to play more. Like, I, I do. And I, I could see, again, if we were going to do multiple streams of it, of really committing to a character and a skill tree and going through and being like, all right, cool, I'm going to get really great at being this character. And that going far and, that, uh, you know, enhancing how we do it. How does the game feel to play, like, in terms of gameplay? Like, is the action fun? I know for yeah. me playing through Predator Hunting Grounds, like, that was one of my big complaints is that the shooting was good enough, but it was never, like... It wasn't great first-person shooting. Shooting, It was serviceable. Does this surpass serviceable? Is it actually fun? Is it actually good? Oh, yeah. I would think it's past serviceable. Again, it's third-person. If you're uh, in the car, I should have probably said that. Maybe you didn't. Uh, it's you know, it's third-person. It's action. It's you know, you, We see the shotgun here as we use it, and then we see uh, me meleeing and missing a bunch here. I think this might have been my first match. But all of that like feels powerful. It feels impactful, and it feels like you can stop these things. Again, like, I think that's the big thing, right? Where, especially for Predator where it would feel like we're putting round after round after round into the predator and like you're not doing anything like he's barely bleeding like all right well this isn't fun and now i'm just gonna run whereas this one you i feel, felt like i could stand and i could fight and then those uh finishers once you get in the rhythm are plentiful in terms of it popping up and hit saying hit right stick and you, you're hit r3 and you hit r3 and you do something really cool and take them down and you know i'm sure that 
as a, on one of these skill trees I go through, there's going to be, okay, cool. You know, when you do a finisher, you earn a little health back or you do these kind of things. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's the, I start looking at what we were failing at and then start thinking, okay, well, how can we be better about that? Right? Like after our first match there, was it was, you guys need a support person and somebody should be, I forget who he is, but this guy who can make amulets every, you know, whenever his skill recharges to get your shields going. And so you start to see that synergy like, oh, okay, that can be cool to sit there and go, how what is the ultimate team or what is the team we want to use and run through but then it's also that same thing of if we start doing streams right and the first three matches let's say we do you know it's a half an hour thing we do four matches together right and you start just jumping around between characters a different one every time do you unlock anything cool or do they all feel like limp they all feel like well no we couldn't finish this we couldn't get to the end thing and like yeah if i commit to this the third character i used was pretty cool I should have probably played the entire time with that. And I kind of feel like I wasted some time doing that. Or do you feel like, no, that's cool. And I want to get out there and do it remains to be seen. You left that motion blur on though. Oof. Any final thoughts on uh, yeah, Evil Dead's the game? They play the game. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go in there like do that. You know what I mean? This isn't me setting, setting up, you know, for a long night here. This isn't me Ask him for a better play. monitor. Get him a little mouse and keyboard going, Greg. Come on, big dog. Sorry, buddy. I'll let you down on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that, Tim? Any final thoughts on Evil Dead? I really enjoyed it. Like I, I, I was, I, I hope I, pre- I hope I bookended that enough to let you know that like I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the game. Like I am excited to play more of it and see how, if it sticks or if it doesn't stick. But like, I, it, it's interesting to walk away and like it was. I talking to people after the event. Like, what do you think? I'm like, man, I had a lot of fun, but there is a lot going. On. That's what I kept saying all day long, talking to people. Like, there's a lot going on in that game, and I feel like I'm barely scratching the surface of it. And I think that for a lot of people, that'll be a huge turn on of like, yeah, let's, I want me and my friends do want to get in there and we do want to, or even just one person wants to get in there and get really good with a character or really, you know, into the weeds of what the ultimate build is. And then I think there's going to be a lot of other people who jump in and go like, yeah, it was fun, but like, man, we just got our heads kicked in. I don't know if I loved that enough. We'll see. May 13th, we'll right around the corner. There you go. We're going to talk about more games, but before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your reward options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending you're going to do anyway. I've been using Credit Karma for years. It's such an easy way to just keep track of my credit score and make sure that everything is going fantastically with so many great features. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options comparing cards on credit karma is 100 percent free and it won't affect your credit score and best of all credit karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply helping you apply with more confidence that is an awesome feature credit karma create your own karma ready to find the card for you head to credit karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today go to creditkarma.com or the credit karma app to find the card for you that's creditkarma.com now that we're back boys earlier this morning as of recording we reacted to the mini indie showcase by six one indie the homies out there uh, a lot of bun- a bunch of kind of funny best friends making some cool stuff happen, both from the game development side of games featured and from the showcase itself. So that's really cool. You should check that out and check out our reaction on youtube.com slash kind of funny games where we react to the entire 30 minute showcase. Uh, and from that showcase, there was a couple games that stood out to us that we're like, you know what? We can't even wait. We got to play them right now, right today, because they are available in different forms of access. Uh, I played one that's in early access on Steam. Uh, Bless and, and or sorry, Greg was playing a 
little bit of one uh, that is available now on on systems. Uh, but first, I want to talk about X Zodiac. Uh, Barrett, I sent you a trailer if you want to bring it up. Thank you. It is a Star Fox like spiritual successor, and it is awesome, y'all. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it rips, dude. Dude, it <laughs> is exactly what I want it to be. It feels exactly like Star Fox 64. I cannot praise this thing enough. Wow. Uh, you can get play it right now, the early access version, the demo for free. Uh, you get only two levels, but you can play them over and over and in Star Fox fashion. Like that's kind of the, the fun of it. I am so surprised by the quality of this and how much they just nailed the everything that makes Star Fox special so far. I boot this thing up. Uh, you get a bunch of options uh, visually where you can play either like normal retro mode, um, which I, I think most of the footage here is, or you can uh, play it in high res mode. And it, it kind of just makes all the polygons like extra sharp. Um, and I actually preferred playing that way, which I was a little surprised by. I thought I was going to prefer the the pixelated retro look. Did it, more, yeah. did it look more N64-ish in that high res mode? Because like as we're watching the gameplay here, it, it looks pixel art, right? And it reminds me of Super Nintendo more than N64, even though they are 3D models. It's so interesting. So it, it is such a mix between Star Fox Super Nintendo and Star Fox 64. But when you put it on the high res mode, it does kind of play more like a super high res hd and 64 game it's like uh, when you yeah awesome. when you get like an hd uh pc mod for super mario 64 or something like that yes like the texture packs that all of a sudden like change mm -hmm. everything um so that's super cool but uh it has the like sensibilities of the super nintendo star fox which um, i'm definitely a 64 boy but uh, i know a lot of people out there love the the super nintendo version and one of the key differences and for those that don't know star fox 64 is essentially a remake of the Super Nintendo Star Fox. So, like, they're essentially the same game, uh, just on a different generation. So, this one kind of takes, <laughs> I think, like, the design aesthetic and look of the Super Nintendo game, but because it's made in 2022, it is a lot more modern looking and, and uh pretty and the colors are just fantastic um the soundtrack is in the style of the super nintendo game so a lot of super dope like uh snes style like kind of like electronic music going really kind of nailed the vibe um and you have your little animal friends uh that are talking to you throughout the whole thing the first level didn't have many of them so i was a little let down as i was playing i was like oh man like i the most important thing about star fox is the dialogue and the back and forth and it wasn't until the end of the level that we started getting some of that i'm like okay cool so i do have some homies uh and then level two it was just from the get-go they're talking the entire time i'm like this right. is what i'm talking about um and it is the old style of dialogue there's no vo it, it is just the little like noises as you see text go mm -hmm. uh there's a fun nostalgia to that i again prefer the 64 style like i would if this game had cheesy vo that would just take it to that extra level um but each level ends with a boss fight that's like big and ridiculous and way harder than the rest of the level like part of the fun is doing the high score chases and in classic star fox fashion if you see uh, a bunch of different obstacles you should probably go under them because it'll unlock a different path or unlock a, a special ability or whatever one thing that i thought was really cool about this and makes it stand out compared to any of the other games of this type that i've played uh, in recent times is in in Star Fox on super nintendo you can just shoot your little reticle is in the middle of the screen and you can just do your single blast you upgrade your laser but it's still just you have to keep tap tap tapping on 64 if you hold the a button it kind of locks on to an enemy. What this one does is as you upgrade your laser, you can hold the button and you can actually target multiple enemies and let multiple shots go at once. And it's really cool, especially when you start going up against the boss fights. And uh, it, it kind of 
kind of feels like near automata in a way uh with the the way that like the top down kind of shoot em up uh parts of that game work and i was like this is fun as hell i am so in uh i have no idea when this game's actually going to come out or be finished uh the, the classic say, indie move exactly uh it was a kickstarter game it got funded a couple years ago it's saying it early 22 it's called x zodiac which i don't think is a great name but it's kind of cool because uh story-wise um the at the it seems like the, the andros like the main bad guy is called the zodiac and there's a team called zodiac and it's 12 different enemies so each boss is one of the uh animals from the zodiac that you're facing off against oh that's cool and uh yeah it's really cool um so it's again it's just so great because it totally gets like what is special about Star Fox and so many of the sound effects are like direct ripoffs and like the most close way you can I'm gonna do this but not get sued type way uh which I always appreciate um but yeah and this is a great one to keep your eyes on and uh so far the presentation is like authentic as all hell for Star Fox and like they're doing Star Fox better than Nintendo has in uh very 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 long time um it is a Steam game right now, yeah. So you can go check it out on Steam. They're talking about wanting to get it on Switch, which, oh my god, playing this on the Switch OLED sounds like everything I could ever want. Um, but yeah, I just hooked up a controller to my PC, and I was uh, playing it. And I played through each level like four times, just because I'm like, yo, this is this is a feeling I haven't had for, for a while. Um, you get the bombs, you get the, the barrel rolls, like everything you want from Star Fox, you're, you're getting in this. So great job, guys. You, you said I can't it, find it. How do you spell this, bro? E, it's EX... <laughs> Dash Zodiac. EX. Okay. Uh, Tim, you said it was very similar to Nier. Is there an achievement for looking up someone's skirt? Yeah. Do you need to be a total fucking pervert to enjoy this? Like blessing, you know? I mean, there's definitely some pervert elements. Like you can tell the the main characters, the you and your homies are all these monkeys, and like I can just tell that there's going to get some Rule Thirty Four action over there. So blessing, this oh, yeah. might be a game for you. I don't know. You know, is your mean? blessing like looking the? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all. <laughs> uh but anyways you should check it out uh and again just if you're you've ever been interested in star fox you might as well just download the demo it's free and you get two levels and um i also want to say that it looks way way better playing it than it does on any youtube video i can find and i'm not sure why uh like it looks really 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 crisp and high res uh when i was actually playing it compared to these videos some of them are 720p but some are 1080 on the on youtube and it just it doesn't look nearly as good as it actually does all them pixels and youtube compression man all the dancing like all the dancing kind of uh alias stuff going on you know last thing i want to say about it visually that i i have never seen in this type of game i'm a big fan of like 2d animation in a 3d space and uh we've seen that a lot recently with uh um even just like the tilt shift stuff that we see from like Octopath Traveler, like the HD 2D and all of that. This is obviously different at being like legitimately like a polygon based game, but the explosions are, they look like Super Nintendo fire. So it's like little fireworks, but they're 2D and it's 2D in a 3D space. So when you're flying through it, you're flying through 2D explosions and it's a visual effect on like anything I've seen before. And it's really, really damn cool. So check it out. But Greg Miller, you were playing another game from the showcase. What was That's it? right. That's right, Tim. 
How are you? I'm good. <laughs> uh, one of the games we loved that was in the same out today segment or whatever, right? Over from the 6-1 people. And again, if you missed the showcase, our reacts is up youtube.com slash kind of funny games, but you could also just go to 61indie.com slash showcase and you spell out six and one, 61indie.com slash showcase. See all the games they had up there because they have like 18 games and so many of them are awesome. Uh, but I'm talking specifically about Anno uh, Mutation M. Another game with, I think, a terrible name. But uh, I've been playing it off and on here in, uh, since uh, the stream ended and we got to go into it. And what you're getting is like a 2.5D. Sorry, what was that? It's pretty perverted. It's super perverted. I was going to yeah. say it, but... You know what I mean? <laughs> Look at those dresses. I, maybe video, maybe we all need to just admit video games are perverted. What are we going to do about it? You know what it's I mean? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 2.5D uh, cyberpunk action adventure game, right? And it's you see, if you're watching, right, it goes from... You're moving around the world and you're talking to characters and you're, you know, fleshing out these conversations. You work at a bar, your sister's bar at some points, but then you get into these combat, uh, this really satisfying combat loop where you have big bosses that I fought this guy earlier here, right? But then you have a whole bunch of other, like, almost streets of ragey, uh, side-scrolling fight and beat them up these people, right? And you have melee, you have multiple weapons, you know, I have multiple swords right now. I have, like, a light sword, I have this giant sword that kind of looks like the buster sword. Um, I have uh, a gun, and then you have Andy. Andy, a dodge roll. You got a dodge oh, roll. Oh, oh. And so, like, I really enjoy the combat. Like, it's simple. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like, you know, it's, it, this was the indie showcase. These are usually smaller games. Uh, it's simple, but it's engaging and fun. You can see it here, right? The uh, When they, gi they give you a lot of enemies on screen most of the time, or multiple enemies, I should say, maybe not a lot. But you have to, you know, okay, well, that guy's blocking, so I'll dodge roll through him, slash that guy, then I'll turn and shoot, then I'll dodge roll back over there. Like, I like doing that. You know, the first boss encounter with that big guy with the two uh, chainsaw arms you saw a little bit earlier, like, that was a satisfying fight. And again, I wasn't, you know, being, like, pushed to the limit on it. And that's where I'm, what I, I'm, trying to figure out i'm so early in the game right i'm still getting tutorial pop-ups as i run around and do things it is very much like all right cool is the combat ever going to get harder than this or is this what it is and this is this is a story driven game right like i, I before well, right as we were going live i went around because obviously this game's been out a little bit actually ign has it marked as march 16th 2022 it's gotten mm. eight over there from ign um i think it just came to playstation this week so it's i think it came to pc beforehand now it's getting another uh breath of life on playstation um, and it seems like, you know, narrative is a big part of it. And from what I've played so far, they're doing it in the way that I really enjoy a narrative where like, uh, you know, it's not, it's, I'm not being inundated with thousands of characters. I'm being given a few different characters that are interesting, right? Like you're talking, you have a bunch of emails from your dad. Well, you're playing as Anne, who you've seen the, the main character on this as she goes through and slashes stuff up. Right. And she has this, um, really poorly named disease, uh, or ailment that's like, not extremists or something, but it's something, it's something like that, but entanglement, entangleitis, entangleitis, mm -hmm. where it's like, it's weirdly explained of like, you know, she occasionally like blacks out and like, you know, goes ninja on a whole bunch of people. So they're putting her in this suit that you see her fighting in that kind of reigns those powers in. And so like, basically there, you know, there's this thing she has wrong with her that she's trying to either take medicine for or find a cure for. And it involves her brother now and this doctor who helps you. But then like, there was an email from your dad begging you to look into this medication. When I finally got to go meet the dad, right? Like I opened the door to go and talk to him and he's a robot. And it was like, no mention of this, this. And I'm like, so she adopted, is this, that what's going on with this? And then it's like, I popped into the codex and like read about it. Like, I don't know how, I think it's so rare that I actually find characters interesting enough to go read their bios. I went and read the bio about this dad who, you know, like in this cyberpunk world, you know, basically replaced everything except his brain with the, the robot parts and did this thing. And it's like, 
all right, cool. Like this is a neat little thing they have going on here in this world. There's, you know, skill trees are talents, they call them. You know, of course you go through, you fight, you're on the points, you get to go put them in there. And like, it's, I'm looking at it right now on my screen. It's like not, it's not like Assassin's Creed Valhalla where like, no, there's no way I could possibly get this, but there's enough where I'm like, oh, this will be fun to go through and unlock these and choose what I want to go do. And so right now my criticisms would be, uh, I want more action. Like I enjoy the fighting so much that I was wish I was getting more of it. But again, I'm still very early in the game. So it is, you know, the place setting right now of talking to a million people and, and going through it. But again, the conversations in the world they're doing, they're, you know, it's not, I guess it is, it's open world, right? Where you have a map and you can go between every, all these different areas with your car, but you're picking up side missions. So you can go off and do these little things and figure them out. There's one I'm stuck on right now that I just don't understand what they want me to do yet, but I don't understand it like, like I'm stupid. I think I haven't found it yet, which I like. Like I like the idea that I kept going. There's these two apartments, and I keep looking through the peephole, and she's like, "There's something different about what." But what is it? I'm like, "Oh man!" I took screenshots, and I'm like comparing them. I'm like, "What? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do I not know the mechanic yet of like how to tell you something's different?" But like, I'm enjoying it. It's got a. It's Tim. I think mm-hmm. it's one of those games that has so much style, and I think that is. A, it's a style that's speaking to me. I put up Barrett. If you want to throw up, um. The tweet I did, I sent you the tweet after I sent you the thing where I'm like, uh, man, Anno is a vibe. And I put up these screenshots and it's like, it's just, this is a fun world to be in right now. It's a colorful world. I like Anne. Uh, I think, you know, when she's doing the combat, which is basic, right? It looks cool. This is like, you know, I was doing a big move and you get like the slow motion. It zooms in on this of you using like your final slash. And there's similar to what we're talking about with Evil Dead. There's like finishers where you go in and you, you kind of saw somewhere you're like doing a million slashes and you get the big, you know, cross X on it. And you know, I think cyberpunk obviously is something that is everywhere in video games all the time, let alone with cyberpunk. I think this one isn't like shoving it down your throat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I'm in cyberpunk and my dad's a robot and that's cool. And like, I'm picking up chips that I could put in my head. And right before I, I think I talked about it, right? I got that, uh, uh, I, bought, I bought the erotica thing or whatever that I don't know what the hell it does, but I was like, I'm buying this in the game. Like, it's a fun little thing. And there are little conversations that are cute. And I'm interested to see how it goes and where it goes from here. Andy, you know what this reminds me of? Katana Zero. Yeah. 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 Let's fucking combat not as good as Katana Zero. I'm not at all going to sit here in front for you and be like, because that that game felt so good, right? (laughs) But yeah, the game is, uh, I'm having having a lot of fun with it. And I, 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 I know Blessing, you talking about starting it soon. I know you liked it from the thing too. Barrett, you're asking me for codes. (laughs) Like, I think, like, I think I'm interested to get other takes on it because, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I want to continue. I, I, you know, had picked up No Man's Sky again this week. And I've been having a lot of fun with that, but that's going to go to the back burner right now. I want to play more of this. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it out probably right after this, this episode. Like right now we're in we're in backlog season. And so I've like backlog booted season. up multiple different games where I'm like, OK, cool. Now I want to play 13 Sentinels. I want to play et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, seeing this this morning, I had saw it earlier in the week as I was like looking for games to play. And I saw it on the PlayStation store and I was like, damn. All right, this looks cool, but like I don't know, like this seems random. I've not heard of this game before. And then seeing it at the seeing it at the showcase this morning, I was like, all right, damn, it's time. All right, I've just got to download this <laughs> because I've seen it enough. It's a sign, and so I, I can't wait to try it. I'll probably talk about it on PS Love You about this week. Oh yeah, Andy. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to my homie over at Epic, and every once in a while, he'll recommend me some upcoming games, like some things that aren't revealed yet, some things that are just early looks or whatever. And he's like, "I know you guys over it kind of funny. I think you might like this." And he'll show me them, and I look at them. I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. I'm gonna skip out on this, whatever." I saw one recently called Myth Force. And he was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, man, I need the boys to play this. This looks like totally up kind of funny's alley. Y'all did a stream today. I didn't get to watch too much of it. So I need to know from the horse's mouth. What did you think? Nay. 
Oh, dude, I had a lot of fun with this game today. Um, but I think a lot of it is because of the character that I chose, which luckily you can have duplicates out on the field. There are four characters to choose from. Uh, very D&D-like. Uh, this game is supposed to kind of emulate an 80s fantasy cartoon, and I think it does a great job of that. Um, it's a roguelite where... There's four different characters to choose from. One of them is an archer sort of character, which is what I chose. There are up close and there's an up close and personal sort of warrior. There's a roguelite character and there's a, a roguelite. That's funny. That's a funny little thing. An actual rogue, you know, like <laughs> with a dagger that, you know, is fast and stuff like that. And then there's a sorcerer. And we I, I wanted to keep playing. I didn't want it to end because we we worked so hard to get to the point that we got to. And then we were able to push through and uh, find new weapons and new abilities. And it's got all of those sort of roguelite uh, tendencies that you just sort of really dig. Um, unfortunately, I think my my issue with my only issue with it is I feel like the loot was like super inconsistent, which that's kind of the point of roguelites, but it like for the first two runs, I was finding upgrades for my bow. And then for the next like eight runs, I didn't find a new bow. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we're going to this big boss sort of arena survive for two minutes area. And I don't have a weapon upgrade. Mm. And um, that felt like the RNG was just kind of scaled uh, in a not great, not so great way. But I, I couldn't recommend this game more. I want to keep on playing it. I want to definitely stream it more. Um, it has this sort of every the four classes you choose, you have persistent upgrades and unlocks as you um, continuously level up uh, and play on that character. And not only are you, I guess, similar to what you were mentioning, Greg, not only are you upgrading abilities for the people like you were in Evil Dead, um, you have those permanent upgrades, but then in the game you are leveling up and then you hit the T button on keyboard to kind of like almost in Hades. All right, what do I want to upgrade next? I have these three options. These three things are here. Let's see. This thing raises my uh, critical damage by 20%. Mm -hmm. This thing does blah, blah, blah. And like you're kind of choosing uh, which option sort of works best for you. I had a lot of fun with this game. I want to play it more. Um, I'm hoping to play a little bit more of it tonight because... Again, I think the first character I started off with was the the rogue sort of character who has a sword. I was like, this isn't super satisfying to me. But once I switch over to the archer character, it's like, oh, this is great. I'm having fun. It feels like Hanzo blessing, playing Hanzo with a bow and arrow, getting those headshots, getting the critical shots, feeling like you're making a difference. Um, unfortunately, I was playing with three other buffoons that are just picking up loot and it's like, well, that loop should be mine because that's range damage. Why am I not? Why are you taking that? You don't need heals, hey, Nick. Nick, you don't need heals. Why are you taking the fucking health potion? Like, <laughs> it was just a, it became a nightmare at a, after a certain point. But yes, blessing. Somebody who understands basic roguelite um, mechanics definitely needs to give this a shot. I had a lot of fun with it. I want to get back into it because um, I want to see how it progresses and how it um, starts to change visually because... We'd gotten past a major area, and the next area looked pretty similar. So I wonder, like, is there a snowy part? Is there a volcano part? Is you it know, final release, or is this early access? Early access. Gotcha. Yeah, this reminds yeah, me a lot of it, it's, Fire it's Reborn. Bugging, bugging in some ways. Like, we, we ran into a couple bugs today. We had, like, a full crash for all of us one time in the three-hour play session. Um, 
And then there was a moment where Mike got stuck in a room because when you clear out all these enemies, these gates come down and Mike got stuck in a room. So there was no way of getting him out. That didn't seem intended whatsoever. So it's still rough around the edges in some ways, but nothing really too noticeable that I go, oh, man, this game is a mess. Like I had a lot of fun with it. Cool. If you guys are interested, you can check it out. Epic Game Store. It's used Epic Critical. Kind of funny. I yelled at Kevin a lot. On the stream? A lot. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, But, Andy, I don't want to let you go too quick. Don't let him go. Hold him down. You just got something in the mail. I did. I got a package in the mail as soon as the podcast started. For something I ordered that I didn't think I'd get until, like, mid-May or early May, um, I bought... The Scuff Reflex PS5 DualSense controller. You know Um, you're serious about something, Andy. You know you're serious when you put it on the calendar. I saw on the calendar a couple days ago that you (laughs) had to wake up to pre-order this thing. Yeah, because these things, uh, the the Scuff controllers, I guess they only make a certain amount and they go out of stock pretty quickly. And then they they had been out of stock for a while. And I guess they'd gotten to a point where, all right, we're ready to let people pre-order once again. So I ordered the middle level controller Ooh. um <clears throat> sorry hello frog in my throat. hello frog in my throat the the most expensive controller i think is like 280 dollars is and it that's camera for flipped? yes because i'm okay i that tripped me up for a second because i see the d-pad <laughs> on the right side and i was like is that a weird scuff controller thing or is that just <laughs> yeah Bar- we baron will and kevin will flip it like so we can all kind of face the same way um this has the back paddles, which I have been so longing for. You know, I love my Elite controller. I need the back paddles. This is the middle level one and the the top level controller, which is like 30, 40 more dollars than this one was. The triggers are not the sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Dual sense. Adaptive. Adaptive, yes. The top level ones are basically like a mouse click. It's just like a little tiki tiki. Mm. Oh, no. And that's for more first person shooter players. Um, but everybody knows I just need this controller to play Souls-like games, or I need a dodge or a dash button on the back paddle. Um, and I've just been wanting, uh, I've been wanting some sort of add-on. Uh, obviously, last year, near the end of the PS4's cycle, they added that sort of little add-on that you could put on the back of the DualShock 4. And... I was like, man, that'd be great. But this is like really late in the game. And like they're coming out with this so late. And um, I've been waiting for this thing to come back in stock. So I finally got it. I'm excited to try it out. I'm excited to continue to run Snowbank Mike through Returnal on it and put the jump button on one of these bad boys. Feels really, really good. The originally you guys were talking about how bad it or you were talking about how bad it was going for you guys. Is it better now? Are you guys getting in a rhythm on Returnal co-op? Oh, we're getting in the rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I I think I just sort of over exaggerated, but. I we're having a fun time with it. It's such a damn Has it gotten good game. easier? Because when we did the stream, we, me and you were struggling real hard to get past the first boss because it seems like once you go into co-op, they raise the damage and the levels of the enemies and like loot becomes less available because you're sharing loot. Is it I, uh, the more you play, does it get better? I think the way we were playing Blessing, we were in that race against Nick and Mike. And when I played with Mike, we're not racing. We're going through every room. We're making sure we're checking out every area to get every upgrade possible. So it definitely became easier. We killed the. Is it the second boss, the one in the fire area is the third boss? Oh, we killed the third boss where you are flying across those floating platforms. We killed Mm -hmm. the third boss and we are in that 
that's the moment where you think spoilers. You think the game's over. It's not. Um, spoilers, everybody. Um, Guys, there's spoilers. Andy just talked about spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, yeah, yeah. Um, we beat the third boss, and we are moving on to the fourth boss. Hopefully, oh, yeah. pretty Is soon. Is that the so. musical one, Andy? Yeah, I'm so yeah, excited, dude. It's, cool. it's such a good one, man. So we haven't even started that world yet. So uh, we'll get there soon, hopefully. But yeah, this is a, a very expensive controller. It's like 250 bucks, but it's something that I've been wanting for a while. So I splurged on it. Very excited to try oh, it out. Yeah, oh, dude. Is it sticky? ASMR, everybody. Okay, you said you splurged on it. Sounds great. And, yeah. Oh, gross, Barrett, gross. Oh, Barrett. Wow, wow. Who's You're the pervert a pervert now? too, Barrett. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. My man. <laughs> All right, let's land this plane. Blessing, uh, play date. You've been playing it. Mm-hmm. What's the date on it? <laughs> the it's Jesus. uh 420 it's 420 today's date the date is pretty cool and I, I put up my review and i talked about it on kg earlier that like i gave it a three out of five calling it okay uh like a big part of that is i think it's a pretty cool piece of hardware that's held back by some key things one of those things being ergonomically it's not like the best to hold and i think the crank doesn't get as much use in a lot of the software as I think it could. Uh, you know, if you're unfamiliar with the clay day or if you've somehow missed out on what it is, basically it's this a Game Boy is- with a crank, right? It was developed and made as this thing to <laughs> put out and give to developers and see like what kind of games that they can uh, they can create for it. And so if you buy it, right, you buy it and then you get access to season one. Season one gets you two games a week for about 12 weeks for a total of 24 <laughs> games. And then other devs will put out games that you can buy and then sideload onto the console. And I think they'll, they're planning on doing future seasons as well. But that's pretty much what it, uh, what it is. In the review period, I've gotten access to all 24 games from season one. For me, instead of it being weekly, it was daily. Of I would wake up on uh, any day and have two more games uh, until the 24 were filled. And so I've not checked out every single game because that'd be too, too overwhelming to do in the re- review period that I've had. But I have checked out, I think, I over half of the games on the thing. Um, and I honestly, I, I enjoy playing it. Aside from the backlight thing, aside from like the ergonomics, I think the games on it range from like, small fun and clever uh you have like the the first game that i got on this thing was a game called hold on i open it up it's like a wave lights hold on no the surfing one the surfing one yeah for some reason it didn't open up on my homepage. yeah it's basically like an arcade white water white water wipeout that's what it is uh it's basically like an arcade surfing game where you try to like go up do tricks tony hawk style land and then go for a score attack kind of thing that was very basic and very like here's an arcade game that you, you can play and then like that goes all the way up to, you know, an- another game I played called, um, Mist- oh, I forget the name of these games now because they, they don't have them all listed out. But like, Cranken Tra- Presents Time Travel Adventures, uh, which is basically like a uh, kind of like a puzzle platformer game where you are fast forwarding and rewinding time uh, to try and get Cranken, the main character, to his date on time. Like, there's a lot of different weird ideas in here. They got visual novels in here. They got... Um, uh, a game called Inventory Hero, which is a little bit like Loop Hero, where your character is just like on their own quest and are getting into battles, and you're just equipping and unequipping uh, different armor sets, different items, different weapons. Uh, and like the selection of games has been pretty cool. They've all been pretty unique, and they've all be- they've they've all been like some level of oh, this is neat. To oh shit, I might spend some more time with this. Um, and with that, like I've been enjoying it. The Actual like design of the hardware itself is like really small. You can like fit in your pocket real easily. Uh, it's very like bright and yellow. Um, like I, <laughs> I kind of just like having this thing on my desk. Um, but yeah, like it's the play day. I, 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 I dig it. 
What was it? You said one thing's holding you back and no Souls game, right? Like, that's what it is. No Big Souls time. game. Yeah. yeah. Not not enough games with, like, dashes and parries in them, mm. I would say. Yet. Yet. Dead on yes. arrival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the price on this? I'm sorry if you already said that. It's, like, $180, I want to wow, say. Okay. And it's a lot. Yeah. But that, what, uh, that price gets you Season 1, which is 24 games, which I think helps it out. And it's a thing where... You're going to want to get this if you're an enthusiast. Like, if you saw the trailer for it and you're like, oh, that's my shit. I love handheld games. I love, like, the old school. I love the old Game Boy. I love, you know, these cool little arcade-style games. Then I think it will be for you, and I think you'll enjoy it. If you're somebody who's on the fence about it, then I'd say maybe wait and see. Like, wait what other, wait to see what other games come for it. Wait to see, like, how people talk about it and, like, if, if what people say about it speaks to you. Like, the $180, I think, is a steep price point for this thing. Like, I don't know if I would honestly pay that much for what I've gotten out of it. Um, but if you're a fan of the idea of, if you're a fan of the concept and if you want to like do the week to week thing of, cool, I get two games a week for, with this thing. And like, I get to discover alongside my friends or almost alongside an online community, checking these games out. Then I say, I'd say it could be worth it. Like it is what it is. Like it is what you see in the trailers. Um, and I think it lives up to the promise that it had. Did you I mean, try I love the out idea. any? Yeah. Oh, Go for it, Andy. I was going to say, like, I was going to ask if Bless tried out any of the the web browser type um, sort of... Like the siloed, like the games that yeah. people developed for it? Yeah, well, I... like, uh, more on the, like, if you go to the web browser, or not the web browser, sorry, like the PC sort of app version of it, you can mess with some developmental tools, I believe? Yes. So, yeah, they have all the tools available for you if you want to develop your own games for it, which is really cool. I didn't mess with that, that stuff because I'm not a game developer. I didn't mess around with, like, um, if you go to the website, you can download a mirror. Um, so you can actually play your play date on your PC and just oh. like connect it via USB, which helps with the backlight situation, but also like that takes out all the point of it being a handheld. Um, but I did that just for like, just so I can mess around with it. Just if I was in a situation where I'm like, I don't feel like playing a handheld, let me play on my PC. Like I did that and, and enjoyed it and did that to capture footage as well for it. Um, but like that stuff is cool. And it seems like there's like a lot of stuff they're doing to open it up for people using it the way they want to use it. Like there i didn't get any of the accessories they have for it there's one cool accessory that they have that's like a holder that you can put your play date in and it can work as like a clock on your desk and it has like a pen holder and it has like it's like this cool like weird quirky quirky thing that they have with it they're giving like a lot of cool options for people that really want to go all in and mess around with the play date and have fun with it um and let alone like again like the tools are out there for developers so like there are developers that already have games that they're making available day one for the play date. I've had like PR folks slide into my email and be like, hey, I see you have the play date. Let me like get you a code for this game. They can sideload and play that way. It seems like people might be a bit more uh, dedicated to this thing. And like the, the same developer behind this is announced a while ago. The developer who made Return of the Oberdin is working on a game for this. It's not part of season one, but it will be a thing that you can buy um, separately. And like stuff like that is where I think the play date can get really cool. Like if you get just random ass game developers, right? Or like notable ass game developers, right? Like you have the the, the dev from Return of the Oberdin. Like what if you have Maddie Makes Games who did Celeste, right? What if you have these game developers that we know for making these cool classic indie games or even bigger games, right? If you're able to get like, I don't know, like Corey Barlog somehow or like Hideo get, Kojima. get Hideo Kojima to make a game. Alana Pierce. <laughs> I think that, I think that could bring a lot of promise and also bring a lot of people in and make people get real hyped about, about the thing, especially if you have like, a blow up hit game i think that would be off the chain so far none of the games i played are like oh you gotta play this like all of them seem varying levels of oh yeah this is cool oh yeah i dig this like i have my favorite games on it um there's a game called demon quest 85 that i talked about on tiktok that's like it's a visual novel ish game where you are trying to you you have like a book that is filled with different like 
demons and you're trying to summon every demon in the book and the way you do that is you find like a, an item to sack an item to offer the demon you find the right music to play to, to some of the demon and then you go into your yearbook and try to find the right people <laughs> in your class to like bring to summon the demon alongside you because each demon has like a set of requirements and the more you play the more you like get clues to like how to summon each demon and i was surprised by how much time i put into this like i absolutely enjoyed it as like a puzzle and as like a hey i can talk to these different characters like get the personality of all my different classmates like the 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 range and the things that people are doing with the playdate in terms of the types of games they're making, I think I'd say it's pretty impressive. Like it's pretty it's pretty cool to see. Like there's that there's um a photography game that is laid out like an Earthbound in terms of the over overworld. Like you're walking around the overworld like it's a JRPG, but then you go into your inventory and then you bust out a camera and then you use your crank to focus in the camera and you're trying to take pictures of birds and shit. That's um, cool. Yeah, like stuff like that is really cool, really really cute and like. I think that is where a lot of the personality and charm of the playdate comes through. And if that's for you, this is going to be for you. Like you, you should check out the playdate or at least keep an eye on it. If that's not for you, then that is not for you. And $180 is a lot of money to spend on this thing. Um, but I've enjoyed my time with it. I look forward to playing more games with it. I hope they do a season two because I want to see like what even more, I when you, when you have way more ideas come into it, like what that looks like. Um, but yeah, overall I've been having an, an all right time with it. Is this something that you think you would buy if you weren't asked to review it? Personally, not at this moment. I could see myself like, and I guess it, but part of it depends on time too. Like how much time do I have to play a thing like this? But $180 for 24 pocket games, I think I would personally pass until I saw like a developer that I truly was a fan of, or I saw like a game that stuck out to me that people started talking about of like, yo, did you check out this? Like when that conversation starts, I think that's when I start to be like, all right, maybe I'll give this thing a shot. Right now, I'm not in that place. And I think that's kind of where I come back on the three out of five score where, you know, none of the games are that, that I've played. Again, <laughs> I've not touched every single one of the games, but none of the games I played were like home run oh this is off the chain and none of the games made me go man the crank was a great investment this thing could have <laughs> so far this thing could have lived without the crank and i most of it probably would have been the same like i wouldn't have gotten Kranken's time travel adventures and i wouldn't have gotten that whitewater wipeout game right because those are controlled primarily with the crank but a lot of the games like the the earthbound game where i'm like adjusting focus you could do that with the d-pad if they wanted to make to make that an option right like so many of the games there could have or do have alternate control schemes that don't need the crank. Demon Quest doesn't need the crank. Inventory Hero doesn't need the crank. Like there's a game, there's a snake game on there that's like the Nokia snake that they call snack because <laughs> the apples that you're eating also eat back at you. Um, that doesn't use the crank, right? Is, but Bear is really quick on the draw and has it pulled up here. Like I played a lot of this game just because I, I love snake. Um, but like none of this really needed the crank. And I'm not Right now, I'm not sold on the crank. I think I could get there. It's when he does something really cool with it. <laughs> but like as of now, I'm like, dude, any of these games could have lived without the crank, and it probably would have been fine. I, I wonder if there will be a point with this device that, uh, in the way that Stadia got exclusive games, that it gets to a point where it's like, I want to play that game, but I don't want to buy that damn device. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then we see maybe these games get ported to steam or you know what i mean, I mean? That like was this morning during the six one indie showcase they had a playdate game there that yep. i believe they said was also coming to pc and so that's kind of already smart. happening yeah and it's like it's smart right but also like i think this is this has the thing that stadia doesn't which is like that was bloom by the way it's coming bloom, to itch.io yeah. as well yeah as there playdate. you go yeah and like 
this has the novelty factor of it. This has like if you're making a play day game, you're making a play day game. And like I can see develop- developers being like, might as well put this on PC too. But yeah, you know, there's a level of oh, this is different. Like Stadia are Stadia games are just PC games that like just happen to be exclusive because of deals or whatever. Whereas like if you're making a game for play day, you're making a game for play day because it's such a unique thing. Um, but yeah, uh, like I, I think th- that's gonna happen too. Yeah, I meant like in in terms of you know, hey, we're making this game for Playdate. Oh man, units aren't moving as fast as they would, but the people that did play it loved our game. Should we, you know, find a way to you know put this on another place where more more hands can get on it? Yeah, I'm curious to see like how many people buy games for it because with it coming with 24 games, and it like part of it being, hey, developers are making games, are making it available online. You buy the games, you load them on. It, I, I'm. I didn't necessarily go into the play date thinking about buying other games. I was thinking a lot about mm-hmm. season one. And I think that can come back to what you're talking about, Andy, where games get released for it. And it's not even about the units out there because the play date is sold out, right? Like they're now at the place where they're selling units for 2023. And I'm sure those are going to sell out too. Like they've allocated a certain number and they're hitting that number. Um, but I wonder how many play date owners end up buying video games. Like, I think that is going to be the big, the, the big factor into what you're talking about. And I I don't like I don't know if they are unless they are going to be the big hitters like unless it is going to be the return of the Obra. I'm sorry that I don't remember his, his actual like dev uh, studio name, but like the return of the Obra, uh, Obra Din dev putting out a game. I think that's going to get a lot of a lot of buys. Lucas Pope. Lucas Pope. Thank you so much. I think his game is going to get, you know, a lot of attention. Our other games going to get a lot of attention if they don't have that kind of name behind it. You know, sure. I think that's the wait and see. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Let us know in the comments below if Playdate has you interested at all or not until next week <laughs> how Jim, how are you <laughs> <laughs>